And here we go, the first one for 2022. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the For All Podcast, SPCA Tampa Bay style, live in Largo, Florida. My name is Eric Keaton, and we just have so much to get to today, and hopefully we'll be able to get to all of it in 30 minutes or maybe a little more. First thing I'd like you to do if you're on Facebook or LinkedIn, like, subscribe, click on the heart, the thumbs up button, whatever it may be, share it with your friends. We're going to have adoptable animals coming up in a little bit, and we also have a costume contest to give you the winners, show you who entered, and like Ryan Seacrest for American Idol, we're going to have that at the end of the program. So if you entered and you're waiting to find out if you won those Columbia gift certificates, you're going to have to wait just a little bit longer. We're going to recap the Betty White Challenge, tell you about some of the events. We also have author and actress Natalie Simons. She's going to talk about her dog, Chloe, and her book. When I say author, the first time that she has written a book called Lies in Bone. She's going to be at a special event this weekend. All of the book sales, well, I don't know if it's all. She'll have to correct me on that. Might be some of the book sales will go to benefit SPCA Tampa Bay. All right. So let's go to our animal adoptions because today's Wednesday. We're open. And Walkthrough Wednesday is probably debuting on Facebook and Instagram a little later. Do we have Camille ready with our special guest, Hayden? Not yet, but we can show you Hayden because we do have B-roll of him. We are prepared to show you Hayden. He's been with us for a couple of months. He's one of those diamond dogs. That means he's seven plus, and he is a great looking pup. I've seen him out with some volunteers walking around. And in fact, he, he is so special that when he was surrendered to our intake department back in November, his previous owners, I have it here. It's almost like a page and a half, maybe two page letter that they wrote to Hayden and to the next owners of that good looking dog right there. Is she ready? We are ready. So we are live here in Largo and Camille live in her office, which actually, for those of you wondering, is right across the hall from our little tiny studio. How you doing, Camille? Good. How are you guys doing? Awesome. How's Hayden doing? Oh, he is the best. Like my favorite dog ever. He is so well behaved. He's the sweetest senior boy. He's seven years old. He came to us with um, some skin condition that had some costly vet expenses. So that's why he ended up here. Um, right. And he has gone through tons of medical care and did so well during all of the handling and treatment. And now he looks so good and so healthy. And you can see here, he's just loving on this Kong. <laughs> he loves his peanut butter, but he is just the sweetest, well-behaved boy. And he does so well on the leash. He loves his walks. He still has lots of energy for being a senior boy, but he is just, uh, he's the best. <laughs> I'm in love with this dog. And like most of our animals, when they uh, enter the second floor and we can hear them coming down the hall, they get real excited. He's like, yes. Yes. He's definitely ready for his 
forever home. What else can you tell us uh, about Aiden? Because if, if you didn't mention that he had a previous skin condition by looking at him right now in person earlier and also right now on the screen, you, you couldn't tell. You would never know. You would never know. He is looking so much better. His skin is so healthy. His hair looks so full and, and shiny. He's doing so much better. But uh, on the way up here, he actually did such a good job on the elevator. So if you live in an apartment building or a condo building with an elevator, he would be a perfect fit. He enjoyed his ride up the elevator. And uh, he's a treat lover, as you can tell. He's very food motivated and uh, he knows how to sit. Let me grab a couple of treats over here and show you just how good of a boy he is. Huh, Hayden, you're such a good boy. Can you sit for us? Can you sit? Oh, he's such a good boy. Yes. So very well trained, very well behaved. I haven't heard a single peep out of him the whole time he's been with us. So he's just, he's awesome. He's back to the Kong. I think earlier when we first started, you could actually hear him licking and sniffing. That's how well your microphone was picking that up. It was kind of funny. <laughs> Either that or I'm just hearing things. Maybe it's uh, from across the hall. He seems so mellow. He just is. Out. He is. He's definitely mellow personality. But like I said, he for a senior dog, he definitely has a lot of energy still. He still loves to play. He was with Snoopy over here. See if we can get him to play with Snoopy. He's like mesmerized by this Kong. But uh, <laughs> he is, um, because he is seven years old, he is also part of our Diamonds Dog, Diamond Dogs program. So you can look that up on our website. But to give you a brief overview, um, we have special benefits for people who adopt senior dogs from us and some blood work that we have done ahead of time, uh, some free visits to a local pet resort and water park, uh, grooming, all sorts of things that, that come when you adopt a senior dog from us. So that's a really awesome program uh, to just love on these senior dogs a little extra. Well, Camille, that's a wonderful job uh, getting Hayden up here. And I don't know whatever you put in that Kong, probably peanut butter. That seems to be oh, the... Yeah. Uh, Lots the of peanut butter. Flavor of choice, uh, because I know Laura, our in our behavior training uh, downstairs, probably has more peanut butter. I've said this before than Publix, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, Hayden is definitely ready. We open today, uh, so at one o'clock, start lining up the cars and and come down here and, and select Hayden or one of our other animals that we have up for adoption. Uh, big shout out to our medical team for taking care of him for the past uh, couple months. Wouldn't you agree, Camille? Because oh, yeah, yeah. he's, he's oh, just yeah. in, in great shape and and the volunteers too for uh, taking him out for walks in the morning and the Definitely. evening. Yes, they work so hard to give our pets the extra love and special care that they need. And it shows, it shows. So we're so grateful for them. And if you yeah. can't make it out uh, today to SPCA Tampa Bay, just go to our website, spcatampabay.org, click on adoptables. And like Camille said, you'll find information about our dogs, cats, and our other critters. And there's also a link there to our Diamond Dogs programs and the affiliates and, and all of the, uh, the great features and benefits that you get from adopting a dog in that program. Anything else to add, Camille? I think that's all. Just uh, Hayden is the best dog. 
and he is so ready to find a loving home. So please come visit him this week. We open at one today. So. And uh, as we end the segment, make sure you get video of him riding the elevator. I want to see him pushing the buttons and everything. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Thank you, Camille. Awesome. All right. That's it. That's how we start. SPCATampaBay.org and the For All podcast. If you click on that little QR code right there, you'll be able to donate to us and help care for animals just like Hayden. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. It'll be about a minute. When we come back, we're going to talk to Natalie Simons. She is an author, playwright, and actress here in the Tampa Bay area. And we're going to talk about her new book. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the For All Podcast. My name is Eric Keaton. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer here at SBCA Tampa Bay, but I'm not the show. It's all the animals that we have on and our guests like Natalie Simon, and we were introduced to her by one of our very own, Colleen Cherry. I want to read a little bit about Natalie and make sure that I get this correct, and I was joking with her earlier. I'll try to make this very short. I once gave my bio to an organization before I was throwing out the first pitch to a ball game and they read everything. I was on the mound like I was ready to actually pitch in the game. So she's a, a playwright, actress, novelist right here from the Tampa Bay area. She's also award winning, including the Creative Loafing Critics Choice Award, Best Playwright and many more. And of course, she has adopted animals from SPCA Tampa Bay, including her lab, Chloe, which we were able to get a preview earlier. <laughs> Chloe's around there somewhere. Yeah, and of course, we all know that when we're on Zoom there and StreamYard calls, if you have treats, they're coming on. <laughs> Natalie, how are you doing? Good. How are you, Eric? <laughs> I'm I'm wonderful. My, I, I got to ask you, though, if, if you adopted Chloe, how long ago and what is that story and connection between you and your lab mix? So Chloe came to me from the SPCA in Largo after I lost um, my dog, a keys hound, Andy, who came from the SPCA in Largo in 20, 2004. Um, I, after I lost my dog that I got in Seattle from the um, city pound, I adopted Andy and he was with me for 13, almost 14 years. Um, and the love of my life, the most beautiful keys hound, um, and I fell in love with him. I would have been adopting all my life. Um, and so after I lost Andy, sadly, um, I went and adopted Chloe. Um, I've been looking for a long time because um, I'd wanted, I would, you know, you're nervous about getting the next dog. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what's the right fit. I was looking for sort of a keys hound husky type of dog. And I saw a picture of her online and I was there the next morning when you opened <laughs> <laughs> um, I got her, brought her home and hadn't even told my husband. I just went and got her that morning. 
and she is the love of our life. Um, we love her so much. I mean, it's, she really is like the center of everything in our house. Well, thank you for yeah. spreading the humanimality um, oh. with, with Chloe. Is, is, is Chloe the only uh, dog you have right now? Or do you she have other is. animals? She yeah. is. And um, we've only have the one because she's a little not funny with other dogs, but she's an alpha. So it's, um, she's, it took her a while. Now we finally think we might be ready to adopt another one that she would be accepting. <laughs> so yeah. that was her, that last picture was her on my book tour with me in the back, in the back seat. We were, drove all around the up North and she went with us and went to all the book signings. I, I have a Brown lab and oh, she's an alpha and yeah. we brought home another dog from SPCA Tampa Bay. And thanks yeah. to our behavior team, they showed us how to do a proper introduction. So oh. if you ever need that, however, it took us about an hour. And I think our alpha dog, Charlie, finally looked up and said, wait a minute, that's, that's my human dad with the other dog. I didn't realize yeah. that. And everything seemed to, yeah. to work out. And here we are a couple years later. But we're here to talk about yeah. uh, your novel, your first yeah. novel. It's my first novel. What yeah. was the inspiration one day to say, you know what, I'm going to write Lies and Bone? Uh, I I've, I'm a big reader. Um, and I wanted to write a mystery um, and I call it a literary mystery because it's literary fiction. So it's um, very character driven and uh, the voice um, is very strong in it. So I wrote this, started writing this novel years ago before I adopted Chloe. And I ended up putting it in a drawer because I said, I can't finish a novel. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't I've never, who, who am I to write a novel? I just love to read them. And so I, was working in the theater as an actress and a playwright. And I wrote a few more plays and I kept coming back to Lies and Bone. And finally I finished it. And during the pandemic, I got a publisher and that's when I went through the whole editing process of it. And it is now out in the world as of uh, mid-September. And I'm very excited about it because it's getting a, this little sort of cult following. Um, of people that have fallen in love with this book that's come from an indie publisher. So I'm really proud of it. And it's a, it's a coming of age mystery. So it's about a young girl who moves to a small town in Pennsylvania in the eighties with her father. And he's been accused of a crime that happened in the sixties. So it's all this, it unravels and there's all these family secrets and it's a, it's a dark um, coming of age mystery. Well, it's not just any girl. She's a Springsteen fan. She's a big Springsteen so fan. I'm, yes. I'm, you know, why Springsteen and not maybe, I don't know, Aerosmith at the yeah. time? There's got to be a story there. It was very, so it takes place in, a, in a, a steel town in Pennsylvania. It's a fictional town based on some towns in the, in the Mon Valley. And I wanted it to be spe specifically Springsteen because I think he speaks to that working class um, people that, that where the Frank socioeconomic, her name is Frank um, Francis, and she goes by Frank. Um, her socioeconomic um, sort of despair that was happening in that in the eighties in these small towns in Pennsylvania when the steel mills were shutting down, and I thought that just the voice of Bruce Springsteen was so relevant to what Frank is and her family are going through. And so I felt it just made so much sense for her to be a Springsteen fan because I could tie in his, his music. And so I listened to a lot of Springsteen while I was, while I was writing this. Yeah. And I know that Amazon, you can, uh, 
acquire the book on Amazon, Kindle yeah. and all that and all different types of if you're if you like to have a book in hand, but you'll yeah. also have it available. Talk about the event this weekend where people can pick up the book, meet Chloe and and have you sign it as well. Yeah, so I'll be at the a Green Bench Brewing Company, um, which is in St. Petersburg. Um, I'll be there on Saturday from one to four with Chloe um, and some friends. And we are going to, I'm going to be there signing books and all the profits from the books, 100% of the profits will go to the SBCA. So every book that I sign that day, will we will be donating um, the profits. And also, if anybody buys the book on Amazon, if they can't come to the event and they buy the book on Amazon between now and Saturday, just email me on my website and tell me and I will donate the profits from that book as well to the SPCA. So for the next few days. So just to your viewers or your, they can just let me know that they, I I bought one today and I can, we'll put some of those proceeds to to the, those proceeds to SPCA. That is, is very, very kind. And yeah. if you need more information about the event this weekend, you can go to sbcatampabay.org. We have an events tab on the Get Involved. And there you can click on that link and you can find out all the other events that we have as well. But Natalie, I have to go back. You said you were mm-hmm. listening to Springsteen while you were writing mm-hmm. some of this. Can you share any specific songs? Was it from the albums in the 70s or 80s? Or you yeah, just uh, on anything? Thunder Road was a big one. Um, I listened to, I've, I did a play years ago in Seattle called Out of Gas on Lover's Leap. And it's about uh-huh. two teenagers in the 80s who were obsessed with Springsteen. So that's actually when I started to become fall in love with his music. It was I was in my 20s when I did the play. So it wasn't in high school. I wasn't as a big of a, I was more of a U2 fan. So I wasn't yeah. a Springsteen fan until a little bit later. So my mid-20s. So once I started discovering his music and I've obviously fell in love with the whole just Springsteen story and where he came from and his music just really speaks to me. So Thunder Road is a, and the river and that whole CD um, is a big part of, because this takes place by the river. Um, It's just the mood of the, Mm -hmm. of the piece is very much um, a Springsteen song. And my, my, my dream about this, if this becomes um, because, well, I can't say too much, but, um, if this were to become, uh, a streaming series and we're going, we're going right. to pitch it to some producers, uh, my dream would be to have Springsteen write a song for it, to have a Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, when I saw that and I was reading some background, I'm, I'm of course, obviously if you can't tell, I'm a big Springsteen yeah. fan too. And I remember when he, uh, Put the song to Streets of Philadelphia and won the Academy Award. When he yep. uh, took the Academy Award, he goes, well, I guess it's all downhill from now on. You know, <laughs> that was back in the 90s. But um, I'm curious to get back to your book. Mm-hmm. I'm sure character development uh, you know, takes a long time. Any animals? I'm just yes. curious, any animals that, that kind of lend to the storyline in this yes. as well? Yeah, there's a, there's a dog in it uh, named Itchy. Uh, and the name comes from, you were talking about Hayden and his uh, skin condition. Yeah, yeah. He in the, is a stray that Frank finds. He This dog wanders up onto her porch when she first moves to this little town. And the dog wanders up and she then he comes back a f- few months later and she sees him again and figures out it's a her. And this dog is 
itch like has a lot is scratching a lot. And so mm -hmm. at that moment, Frank names her Itchy. And it's named after a dog that I met that was a Cornell vet student's dog named Itchy who had a skin condition. And this vet student was going, she was getting her a specialized degree to, um, to treat animals with. So it was like a master's or a, a PhD in, in skin care for, um, for Itchy dogs. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Itchy is, is a main character in the book or, or a supporting character. So not to give away too much, because I know you want people to read the book. Yeah. But is this, and you mentioned, you know, possibly, not to jinx it, knock on wood, yeah, possible right. series. Is this a, a book that could become a series where there's uh, another tale after Lies and Bone? Um, probably. It's, it's, it's definitely a standalone book. I've had a lot of people mm -hmm. ask me, are you going to write a, a, another one, like a prequel or a sequel? And I'm not going to, because it really... It, it is meant to be contained as to what it is, but it would work really well as a six or eight part series. So mini series um, yeah. that would, I don't know if you saw Mayor of Easttown, which was on HBO with um, Kate Winslet takes place in a steel town. Then there's American Rust with Jeff Daniels. That's another, so it's, it's sort of similar I've heard to of those, but I have yeah, not seen sim It's similar to those sort of murder mysteries that take place in these, towns that are in decline so that the murder the everything that's happening in the town and along with the economic decline it's sort of similar to the mood of those of those series and so i've had um some people somebody reach out to me and we're going to be pitching it to um some some production companies so we'll see what happens you know <laughs> you never know <laughs> within and one final question then within your community would they say it's is it easier to write a second novel than once you get a, a hang of it or, or yeah I yeah I learned so much from writing this one um although the next one I'm it, it's a little bit more daunting because you're not, now people expect something and they also probably want the same kind of novel so I mm -hmm. my plays are all comedies so to write this uh, another this is not it's got humor in it but it's very dark so uh, I feel like as I'm tack, because I have started to write my next novel, it's a little bit more like, okay, now how do I do, I want to give readers what I've given them with Lies and Bone, but I also want to, I have a, it's a different tone of a story. So it'll Anything be a, little, a, a bit of a different mystery. Anything else you'd like to add, Natalie? I, I think you're very creative and I'm well, so you. happy that you're, donating the proceeds this weekend from the, yeah, the Green Bench really Brewing Company. Yeah, Green Bench Brewing Company from one to four, yeah, on Saturday when Chloe will be there. Meet the famous Chloe. <laughs> I love that How picture. How many followers does Chloe have on Instagram? Uh, well, we just started it. So her, uh -huh. it's, I think it's like 150 or something. So we're, it's, we're just started though. Oh. So <laughs> I think she'll have more soon. <laughs> <laughs> How does Chloe do it without thumbs? Oh no! That's, yeah, I know. We we cheated. It's me, but okay. <laughs> he tells me what she wants me to post. She always Natalie. Tells me thank you so much. Thank I'm, I'm going to have to pick up a, a copy myself because yeah, uh, being from one of those and growing up in one of those northeast towns in the '70s and '80s and being a Springsteen oh. fan. Okay, then you have knows? to. In the fictional world, I probably went to school with Frank. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
Thank you so much, folks. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it is Thyroid Awareness Month. Dr. Rizal Lopez will have that story on how to prevent it and what to look for in your pets. Stay with us. And we're welcome back. We are at the final segment here of the For All podcast, and time now to shift gears, talk a little bit about pet health. And when we talk pet health, we need to hear from one of our veterinarians, and that is Dr. Rizal Lopez. He has more information on Thyroid Awareness Month. Hi, I'm Dr. Rizal Lopez with SPCA Tampa Bay's Veterinary Center, and I'm the spay-neuter veterinarian. It's Thyroid Awareness Month. Hey doc, what is a thyroid? What does it do for the overall health of my pet? Thyroid glands are present in the neck of most animals, uh, including our dogs and cats and other critters that we have, and it controls our metabolism. It secretes hormones that uh, control a lot of physiological effects in, uh, in bodies controls things like appetite and weight control, um, overall energy, uh, skin health, a number of things like that. Hey doc, how do I know if my pet is experiencing thyroid problems? What signs can I watch for? You might know if a pet is having a problem with their thyroids when you see certain changes with them, and they're a little bit different between dogs and cats. With dogs, when they're having thyroid problems, it's usually an underactive gland and so you'll start to see things like energy deficiencies, they'll be listless, kind of lethargic. Their appetite might actually drop off. They might start to get really overweight um, and might even start to have things like skin conditions, eye problems, things like that. In cats, the problem is sort of an opposite issue. Their, high, their thyroid hormone goes really high and it greatly accelerates their metabolism. So you'll see sort of the opposite effects. They'll be really hungry and yet they'll start losing weight they might have stomach problems, things like vomiting or diarrhea, um, and, uh, and they might just be agitated all the time. So those are common conditions that we see with thyroid conditions. And it usually means you'll need to uh, take a trip to your vet to talk about it and probably do some lab work. Hey doc, how common are thyroid problems in pets? Does age impact the likelihood of my pet developing issues? Thyroid problems can be pretty common in pets, and it's typically a condition we see as they get older. There's a, a couple of breed predispositions, uh, particularly in dogs. So things like uh, Labradors and Boxers, those are breeds that we tend to see a little bit more often. Hey doc, what treatment options are out there for my pet who has been diagnosed with a thyroid condition? Yeah, when your pet has been diagnosed with a thyroid condition, fortunately, we really have some pretty good options for you. Uh, typically, if you are a dog owner, and again, if the thyroid gland is underproducing, we have some supplemental pills that can boost their hormone levels up, and it's often pretty straightforward to correct that. 
With kitty cats, when they're overproducing hormone, uh, often the same things, we have some medications that can help control those conditions. Uh, but there can even be advanced things like surgery and radiotherapy that we can do to help control kitties with their conditions. Hey doc, is there anything I can do to help prevent my pet from developing thyroid problems in the future? Typically thyroid problems are conditions that just sort of arise as pets age. So there's not really a whole lot you can do to prevent those issues from coming up. However, as your pet is aging and hitting about middle age, it's always a good idea to talk to your veterinarian about the things that you may be noticing, like uh, energy issues and appetite issues. And they'll help guide you as to whether we need to do any blood work or lab tests to figure out if there's a thyroid condition. Thyroid problems in pets can be serious and can affect certain things in the quality of their life. So we certainly recommend you get your pet checked out. Okay. And you can see us anytime at SPCA Tampa Bay's Veterinary Center in St. Petersburg. All right, thank you, Doc. And I have to apologize for folks out there if they thought I was trying to do the impression of Michael J. Fox and Marty McFly with the Hey Doc portions of that story. I just realized that. I'm like, why am I trying to sound like Marty McFly? Anyway, that's just me probably for my own personal entertainment. Let's bring in Kristen Davis. We talk about entertainment. Betty White was a great entertainer. Uh, definitely Hall of Fame, Walk of Fame. And we recently had the Betty White Challenge across the entire planet, probably. Kristen is our marketing director. Kristen's here with a recap. How do we do? So we are absolutely blown away by the response that we received from the community. And we're so excited to announce that as of yesterday, SPCA Tampa Bay has received $20,000 in contributions wow. through the Betty White Challenge. And donations are still being made in her memory through our website. And if you all missed it on Monday, our team put together a wonderful video in celebration of Betty. You can still catch that video on our Facebook and YouTube channel. And we're also honoring Betty with a brick in our Memorial Garden located at our Largo shelter. And we'll be announcing the details for unveiling her Memorial brick very soon. And we're just so overwhelmed with gratitude from the community's response. This, all donations that we receive provide compassionate care for all of the animals on our campus. And we could not give our shelter animals the love that they deserve without your support. So thank you all so much for supporting SPCA Tampa Bay. Betty's legacy as an animal lover and advocate will live on in all of us. Awesome. And I want to say congratulations to you, Camille, Colleen, the philanthropy team, really putting this together very quickly. $20,000. I mean, that is, that is pretty awesome. I mean, not just for us, but there are others, you know, Pinellas County Animal Services, the Humane Society, uh, Animal Resource Center over in Hillsborough County. A lot of organizations brought in a lot of, of funds. Did you have something there, Matt? You wanted to, you, Matt held up a, a signal for me. We have part of the video. Oh, we have part of the video. In case you missed it, let's go ahead and watch uh, some of that now from uh, yesterday, yesterday on Monday. Oh, two days ago on Monday. Thank you for being a friend. Traveling down the road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant And if you threw a party Invited everyone you knew 
the biggest gift would be for me And the card attached would say Thank you for being a friend And we have a, a lot of friends who donated $20,000 to SPCA Tampa Bay. And as Kristen said, you can either click on that QR code or you can go back to the website and make sure it's through the, the Betty White Challenge. Kristen, did you ever watch Golden Girls? Yes, I did. You did? How, <laughs> how, how many episodes did you see? Oh, I don't know. I watched it when I was little. Um... I, I mean, I used to watch it almost every night when I was little, but it's been years actually since I've seen the show. Yeah, I'm. I'm when it debuted from '85 to '92, I was kind of incognito at a, a different place uh, in in the world with with my career. But did those episodes were they happening in Florida, or did they ever say, or did they? I don't. I don't recall. I thought it was California. Yeah. Maybe it was California. I'm just thinking because when it was Seinfeld episodes, it was obviously in New York. And so you got that impression and everything. Okay. I was just curious, you know, where they were, were happening from. Anything else to add about the Betty White Challenge? No, we're just so grateful for <laughs> the response that we received. And it's just amazing that we received so much support through this wonderful campaign. Yeah. And what a great way to just continue on Betty's legacy. All right. So thank you, Kristen. If you want to hang around, we also got a great response from our pet costume contest. So now it's time with your virtual drum rolls out there for us to roll through some of our contestants, talk about the different categories and who, not just one, but three costume contest winners are going to receive a gift certificate from the Columbia restaurant. So this is why you need to start following SPCA Tampa Bay, share it with your friends on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and LinkedIn, because we are going to be having some of these contests from our great sponsors and also wanting to interact with you because we just like to see dogs and cats dressed up in funny outfits. Uh, that's really why we have the contest, not really to pass out the, the gift certificates. So let's start with our contestants. Uh, first one we're gonna show, we're gonna show you six. Al with his pump pup Jack gray sweater. Where is Jack? Jack is, is number one. There he is. That's Jack. How about Peggy with little red riding hood? Ding. Oh man. Okay. Little red riding hood. Love it. Valerie with Grampy, another contestant. And the denim and red flannel. Instead of a catwalk, it's, it's just a special costume contest. Uh, Valerie entered uh, another animal, Daisy. Aw, wearing the overalls. Another contestant was Amber with Chewy. <laughs> the donut. I'm sorry, but Chewy's like, really? It's too big. <laughs> and then we have Anna from the New Barker with Angel. And, and even we have a meme with it. Actually, it's not a meme. It's, it's something from Tom Petty. Wow, you, you can't have a, a four-all podcast. We've talked about Bruce Springsteen and Tom Petty on the same show. So our categories were, number one, we had overall cuteness factor, best dressed, and creativity. So our winners, the show winner, overall cuteness factor is Jack. I mean, look at those eyes. I mean, he, Jack kind of looks like an Ewok. And just wears that sweater. 
Number two, best dressed, Daisy. She's like, please vote for me, please. And our staff did. And creativity, Little Red Riding Hood is Peggy. There you have it, our three winners. And we'll have another contest on the next For All podcast that's on February 2nd. And folks, we all know that's Groundhog Day. And I will have something very weird in my mind that we'll be doing over and over and over. All right, if you missed this program, you can always go back to our YouTube channel and you can click on the playlist for all podcasts. It has a lot dating all the way back to June. Thank you everyone for contributing to the program, the pet costume contest on social media. Hopefully somebody's going to be adopting Hayden because we open in the next 24 minutes. If you happen to miss this program and you're coming in at the tail end, you can either watch it here on Facebook again in the next few minutes, or you can see it premiere tonight on our YouTube channel. Thank you, Kristen, for the Betty White Challenge recap. Natalie, uh, again, for the Lies and Bone preview. Uh, again, go to our website, click on the events, and you can find out more information about where she and our team will be this weekend for that book signing. Thank you very much, and nice job, Matt. First one of the year. It is done, the For All podcast. We'll see you on February 2nd. Thanks, everybody. 